0: shall we oh god i'm shiny hi hi
1: how are you doing (laughs) shiny
0: i'm okay you're a bit shiny too
1: i know i love Something a about a shine
0: i'm not sure if it's like if it's nice or if it just i mean it kind of looks like i've got a glow i'm just gonna go with that Mm -hmm.
1: i know but i mean look at my look at my under eyes though. like i could see myself starting to get that kind of (laughs) like do i need filler
0: no, I get, I understand that though. I've been, okay. Wow. We're like, wow. Okay. This is, well, this is what happens when you get two besties on a show and we just talk about. We just shoot the shit. Vagina stuff. Um, oh, I didn't. Okay. All right. Women's women stuff. I'm just, I'm being, okay. Wow. Okay. Well, on that note, welcome to getting juicy. We've already said that. Yes. I'm Rachel. This is hero. Apparently, apparently. and (laughs) just before we forget to let y'all know, you know, the, the spiel, the spiel of please follow us on at getting underscore juicy on Instagram. That's kind of our jam. Instagram is kind of our social jam. We do the Facebook, the Facebook, you know, I'm not that old, Um, but Insta is kind of where we're at. Um, You can also buy us a coffee which helps to support our podcast to juice us up. Mm -hmm. So it's just buy me a coffee forward slash getting juicy. And um, we're on YouTube as well. So getting juicy with Rachel and hero. And that's also where you get to see this. So if you're listening to this on all your amazing podcast platforms, you can also see these punums as well. That's your, your, your Yiddish um, education for today. punum.
1: That's good, because you know what people might think that might sound like? What? Pussy.
0: Puss? No, what (laughs) the heck? That was my fault for saying vagina already. So I love love how spicy we are uh, today because we have a very... Spicy individual coming on mm-hmm. uh, the podcast with their partner. Is that correct? Yes, They're coming on together. Oh.
1: They're coming on together, and it's their you... first time doing a dual interview.
0: Kate, okay, please, you do the introduction because you've had more correspondence. I've had a bit, but go,
1: go. Okay, it's okay. Oh my god, time the pressure, to shine. The oh go. my god, ah, I'm already <laughs> shining. So okay, all right. Yeah. So our our guests guest today are jimbo with, the drag clown
0: with brestices with brestices.
1: With, brestices. With, brestices. with brestices and uh, thank you megan trainer and then also we have jimbo's partner and uh, man behind the queen and um i would say everything extraordinaire brady taylor and so I have, Rachel and I have been trying to connect with Jimbo for a little while now. And Jimbo is the original Canada's Drag Race season one uh, finalist f- uh, season four. And also the alumni now that I'm thinking, oh, yeah, the show is completed. Uh, the alumni of RuPaul's Drag Race UK versus the world. So Jimbo has glowed up um, phenomenally and incredibly and was doing drag before Drag Race, of course, but that's Mm -hmm. how a lot of people have learned about Jimbo in this day and age. Uh, Brady and Jimbo hail from Victoria, BC. So just across the water from Vancouver and near enough Vernon.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Now now we're just throwing information that is not relevant and it doesn't matter. (laughs)
1: Fair enough. So they're both very talented. They've been in the, they've been in, in the UK touring around the country uh, doing meets and greets, performances, yeah. drag bingo. They've been doing tons of stuff that is just wild, uh, living the dream and taking full advantage of, uh, you know, what it's like to be on a show and they get uh, global uh, fame from all the community, both. Gay, queer, LGBT, everything, drag. And it's really amazing to have these two people on the show. Um, Brady ha- has been super supportive in our podcast and Jimbo as well. And yeah, they should be joining us in a little bit, uh, probably in the next two minutes. So
0: Yeah, and they're actually joining us from the UK. So they're they're currently now. Are they in London? I we'll have to ask. I don't I feel like they might not be in London specifically.
1: Yeah, right I don't now? think they're in London right now. I think no. they're always hopping around. Every time I look at their story, they're tagging a different part of London that has some I kind know. of shire or England. dumb or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So
0: they're just like, they are really living the dream. I have to ask when Jimbo comes on, um, there's, well, I you know what, I'll just leave it because I don't know if you've, have you seen, there's a more recent um, interview. Uh, oh my God, I forget what queen, who, which queen it was, um, a UK queen.
1: Yeah. Tia something. Tia coffee. Did,
0: Yeah, Yeah. did did an interview with uh, Jimbo. Oh, wow. Fucking hilarious because Tia's trying to be all serious and she's got these kind of these questions lined up that she really wants to ask and she's doing a great job and all that kind of stuff. But then you can see they're um, they're on the cruise ship because they were on a cruise too recently, (laughs) Jimbo and Brady. And then you just see like a half naked Brady on the corner and then he's like crawling behind the camera, but you can see just his back kind of trying not to be in but Tia's not even, she's just kind of like, doesn't really acknowledge it. And then um, Jimbo was just like, yeah, that's my, what does she say? Like, that's my, my cabana boy or my pool boy or something, but she's trying, like Jimbo was trying to make light of the conversation. It was really, and it was hilarious, but I love mm-hmm. Tia was just like her, just so straight face. It oh, that's so amazing. Funny.
1: That's amazing. Oh
0: my goodness. So I guess what I, where that, um probably we can we can elaborate on that it's just the fun that Jimbo has and doesn't take herself super seriously which is mm-hmm. kind of what I get yeah from her yeah. and that's what I think I'd love too and I really want to know all about you know, obviously the the man behind the queen or the clown too with Brady but yeah. their business um on the island so Vancouver Island is where they actually live Vancouver Island's huge if you don't know what that you can say like oh island it's a small little dinky island no it's just off the coast of vancouver pretty big um but they have a business they i think are they both in costume design or
1: i think jimbo is definitely a background in costume design and brady is a wig stylist so has a lot of experience with with, um hair hair artistry yeah
0: just so like the creative backbone (laughs) (laughs) backbone I'm so, you know what, this is the second podcast I've tried to say alliterations and I can't say them.
2: I think the last,
0: I forget what I said last time, but I couldn't say, anyway, Backbone. They have very creative backbones, both of them. And it's pretty Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, And like we said, they'll be joining us from the UK. So honestly, um, y'all, they're just coming off of like doing a meet and greet. So this could be quite interesting (laughs) just because they're just, running like two chickens with their heads cut off and in a sense they're just being pulled I'm assuming from all different directions just wanting they are
1: every day every day every night is a show performance a meet and greet um like like bingo like drag bingo which is a a part of the drag culture as well and yeah it's I mean it's amazing like I can't I've kept saying to Brady you know just keep sipping that and enjoying it and being in the moment and building. This is your time. This is both of yours time to yes. um, take the opportunities to grow, to develop your careers and also to build your community. And I think that's partially that that is what you do. I mean, yeah. there are lots of queens on drag race franchises that have a great following uh, and that still do press and media and tons of different things are constantly getting booked for events in their local cities or as and go on tour. But yep. I think there are obviously certain people that just have a presence, have a personality, or they catch an algorithm of some kind that just propels them and gets into that. Like even just in terms of followership, when Jimbo came on to Drag Race versus the world, You UK versus the world, uh, their following was around 310,000, right? Mm-hmm. And now it's almost at 400,000 followers within almost six to seven weeks. Wow. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. It's wow, it is yeah.
0: incredible. Yeah, it's Yeah. But you're right about like seizing 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 the moment, seizing the success. I mean, without letting it get to your head. I don't think that's really what we're saying, but it's more just, you know, take advantage of these moments because also in the entertainment industry and you know, Jimbo's, you know, she's an entertainer, she's an artist. Um those kind of those blips are not to say that she's not going to stay uh you know on the top for years to come. I'm sure she will, but there will be those ups and downs. It's a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Like the entertainment industry very much is like that. I mean,
1: yeah.
0: Um it's I, I don't remember which uh, actress, famous, really famous person I was watching on a talk show. Like mm-hmm. think of I don't know, like uh who was Sandra maybe Sandra Bullock. I don't know. It was somebody, but basically they're they're just like, you know what? It never really ends that kind of feeling of it could all be over tomorrow. Mm. in that industry it's like I was someone super like famous they're just kind of saying how um they question almost how every job this could be my last job this right. could this could be my last job oh this could be my last job so right you know that's something not to say again you should focus on that but it's just, it's just interesting these people in that industry just knowing how How fickle it can be. And it can be. It can be.
1: And what I'm almost wondering, although, as well, is that with drag, I mean, drag can be done in so many different ways. Same thing with being an actor or a singer. I think that with drag, as long as your presence is there, people are aware of what you are established for, what you've done. I think maybe. Drag can have a longer career span simply due to the fact that drag can be singing. It can be lip syncing. It can be dancing. It can be comedy. It can be political too. Even if you're not doing a performance, you can still be in the activism of your community. There are different things. That's true. Yeah,
0: that's true. And also there's, there's, it's, it's a bit different when you are, you are that, um, role model for an LG, the LGBTQ plus community, because that's, that, that is, that kind of works in a whole different way, different, yep. you know, but with that being said, I mean, there's always like, okay, well, where's the next queen? Okay. Like are you, you're hot now. Like, where's the, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're right. wrong.
1: But... Well, no, you're right. But I think that's also another point to my comment about the longevity of being in a career of drag is that if you are a drag mother and right. you have Drag children or things like that, and you give birth to your daughters. Then you also take the role of being a mentor, being a voice That's for the true next too. generation.
2: That's that also, true
1: too. So even though with actors you could do the same thing with singers, you could do the same thing. There's a similar sense of mentorship, a sense of coaching or judging or evaluating mm-hmm. and. Then some of those people go on shows like The Voice or American Idol or So You Think You Can Dance or anything like that. Like there's different ways to spin your expertise, even if you're Mm -hmm. not doing the actual modality yourself anymore. There are so many ways to still say, I've got this much experience in history and this artwork and culture, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden you have another 20 years of your career and you're maybe in your 70s your 80s if you really wanted to be.
0: Now I think that's a thing, mm-hmm. especially even with actors, but I feel like for so long, especially with women, it was like, okay, you've hit 40. Yeah. Okay. You're too old. I know. Right. Which is yeah. not, I don't think it's as much the case anymore for sure. No, nope. Because for you're sure seeing not. like, like Helen Mirren and even, even like um, Meryl Streep. I mean, she's yep. pushing 70, I think. Yep. And she's still, she's, just rocks it like there's so many older fierce gorgeous women um yeah it's great like even courtney cox is making a comeback i mean mind you she's don't think she's quite 60 but Mm -hmm. yikes lady have you seen her face sorry
1: (laughs) no i haven't i haven't seen her face but i've seen martha stewart's face
0: sorry courtney i don't want to. i just don't i it's just you're so beautiful. Like, why? Why some things? Like, but Martha Stewart, okay, <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> well, yeah. If you if you look I don't know when it was, maybe a year Oh, ago. we are
0: this is a really funny conversation.
1: No, but like you think about like a year ago, if you look Martha at Martha Stewart. Stewart. I look mean look her up. Look her I up. Am. You look at her facelift, you look at her cheekbones, she's it's, 80,
0: dude. She's
1: what? eighty. She's, she's eighty. What? No. Yes. What the hell?
2: Yes, he's also Sorry, my, vo- my
1: voice went up then. Now oh like God. a million octaves. Yeah, you just went into drag voice. Yeah, I know you put a hero.
0: I'm just that just is shocking to me. I didn't realize she was 80. Well,
1: she I did not. Good hear.
0: for 80. Come on. I mean, oh, yeah, she she's fantastic. had some work done, but wow.
1: I know, wow. and Madonna as well. Think about Madonna. Like when I see Madonna's Instagram and the okay. photos that Madonna puts up, and I'm like. I'm sorry. That actually looks really, really good. It doesn't look like she's had, like, doesn't, I no, when it doesn't. Seen, when I've seen her photos and I'm like, y- you look I like, you're, she looks like creepy. 20. you look like you're 20,
0: but I think she, Oh, I think, I think she's a bit creepy (laughs) I don't know I'm just like I feel like a lot of these women mind you I get it and oh Brady I like this is how candid we are Brady just messaged our account uh things are running a bit long here I'll check in as soon as we can right right yeah we're on recording and schmoozing with each other not snoozing
2: (laughs) and snoozing schmoozing I can't I can't even spell Okay.
0: That's, that's funny. That is yeah. Very funny. So um, that's very interesting.
1: Yeah. No kidding. I mean, okay. I, 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 I can't believe I'm going to ask this question, but we are on the topic. Um, <laughs> okay. Kind of like the chat, kind of like our last episode where we talked about chat roulette. If for Please. some, if for some reason someone would say, Hey, I'm a professional, immaculate, flawless plastic surgeon yeah and i want to gift you something whatever you wish for it to be to enhance or to Mm -hmm. refine your from the neck up is there something you would choose or is the answer is no i love my body i love my face i would not edit or alter anything
0: that's a good question and uh, i was funny because i was about to say and people who are listening to this still, thank you, because Jimbo's <laughs> obviously not on yet. So bless your, bless your beautiful hearts. And I was yes. just going to say, we were almost going to pause this, or I was be like, okay, we'll just pick this up in a moment when they're when they come on. But you just asked me this very juicy question. Um, ask, I mean, feel like ask me again in ten years, maybe.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. You know,
0: like, but with so that when you when said, you're,
1: when, you're, when you're thirty, you mean
0: when I'm thirty ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty asked me again. Yes. Um, but with that being said, I, this isn't really like plastic surgery to, to necessarily enhance or change something. I just wish, and I'm using this awesome zoom. Uh, it helps like actually smooth out your skin.
2: Mm.
0: I just wish that I can get it away from my adult acne. That's Mm. what I, but that's not really like what really what you asked necessarily. That's something that pisses me off that I've been working on for a while. But another thing I've always, always wanted bigger boobs just to okay. like, even just for like a day or two, just to see what it feels like. Although right. so many people, even women, they're like, you're so lucky that you don't have massive tits. And we'll talk to Jimbo about this. <laughs> I
1: was just going to say Jimbo to send you a pair.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because of the weight of them right? And the back issues, like there's certain things. um, And then when you get older, they sag. I mean, it's just all reality. I mean, okay, but you can get plastic surgery for that too.
1: Um, You know, I wonder if men with big, big, big bull testicles have issues with their lower back and their scrotum, because I don't know what that looks like.
0: No, I'm just like, I I I like how I I saw for a second. I'm just like imagining myself with little ding, not little big ding-dongs between my legs. Like, how would you, not ding-dongs, a ding-dong would be a penis.
1: It's called a penis. Oh, I
0: (laughs) I meant... (laughs) Go on. Wow. Wow. And we call ourselves a mental health podcast now.
1: (laughs) 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 Sexual health, it's part of mental health.
0: Right. But I just realized, I know nothing we've really been talking about is to do with mental health, but (laughs) especially like we're talking about what would you like to change about your, your body? I mean, actually, and, and on all seriousness to bring it to mental health for a second, I mean, I actually feel (sighs) there's just such a, I mean, I'm sure there's books written about this psychology behind why people feel the need to stay youthful and not show their age as they grow Mm -hmm. older, Mm-hmm. like get rid of all the wrinkles, get rid of everything. Don't do not so, show that sign of age. I mean, it's so, it's so mental, yeah. not mental isn't crazy. It's mental. It's, it's uh, neurological. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so I think that sometimes when I think about, Oh, I would might change this and that, then I, I kind of get sad mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. because
0: then I kind of feel like that means I'm not happy with myself.
1: Right. Right.
0: And that makes me sad
1: hmm that's you a know? good point actually that's a really
2: fair so, statement, though.
0: and then it makes me feel like when I look at someone like Courtney Cox and I just saw her on an interview recently and it looking at her now kind of makes me sad mm. so I feel like
1: yeah. what do
0: you see like what you know it's because yeah. you seem anyway so yeah, it,
1: it kind of tarnishes a little bit too you know and I think about yeah. um the the vanity aspect too in terms of I can understand people that want to shift something like they want to, if they were born with something, maybe like a nose that might've been crooked or something that just, you know, in terms of the bone structure maybe wasn't what they wanted. And so they want to get a nose job to make it more smooth or more symmetrical with their face, you know, I don't, and I don't necessarily know if that would fall in the line of being vain or more in the fact of I've always known I have a beautiful face, but there's mm-hmm. just been one part that could be different. Right. And so getting a simple scraping a bone off of like the nose or whatever, like who knows, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. Can I flip the question on to you? I know we kind of got somber there, but 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 it's
1: no, absolutely. Um, Are we doing just from like from here up or or we're doing the entire body? Just so I'm aware.
0: Good question. Entire body.
1: I want a bigger dick.
0: (laughs) Oh, shut up. (laughs) Shut up. I shouldn't tell you to shut up because maybe you're serious.
1: No, Um, I'm serious.
0: Okay, 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 okay. No,
1: I want a bigger dick.
0: Okay. You realize that you might have just told everyone out there now that you have a small penis. I mean, do you care? That's true. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. necessarily. No, no, no. No, 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 (laughs) not necessarily.
1: But I think your
0: voice went high again.
1: Yeah. Is this like
0: Pinocchio? Is that. (laughs) <laughs> I actually really like this conversation. We're kind of on a roll. Is I know, this like Pinoc- Pinocchio-, Pin- Pin- Pinocchio? Fuck Rachel. You mean, Not you, Pinocchio-, <laughs> Pinocchio.
1: So you mean like every time we lie that you, our tits or our dicks get bigger?
2: <laughs> no? Am every I wrong?
0: Time, no, you're wrong. <laughs> every time that you lie, your voice goes up. Because your oh. voice went up a lot.
1: Yeah, that's true. That, yeah. I, think it is, so I, I think it is a signal, but it could also just be for show.
0: Are you a, should you, are you a shower grower? Okay, Wow. Um, wow, this is this is what happens when you when you patiently await your guest grower. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you really just you really <laughs> snuck that one in there.
1: The password is the password. <laughs> and over to you, Betty White.
0: Uh, I love Betty White. okay, I wow, know. we're on. Actually, I started to watch uh, reruns. <laughs> of course, they're all reruns.
1: Of the I sure hope so. Otherwise, of Golden, it's like Golden the, Girls. It's gonna be like it's gonna be, be like the 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 the, off the cuckers. The what? The off the cuckers, the old farts.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. But I was watching. I actually started from the beginning, like watching Golden Girls. Because when it came out, I mean. Was I even alive yet? I'll just say I wasn't even alive yet, but I probably was. Um, I don't remember watching it because I was so little, right? Yeah. But watching it now, I'm like, you know what? Because I know how um, how trendy it's becoming in younger generations, especially especially right. it seems like in the, the LGBTQ plus community. Is that mm-hmm. correct?
1: Uh, I've, I I've, I've seen, so.
0: yeah, I don't know but, You know, but why. I'm a
1: bad, bad, I'm a bad Jew, but in some ways I'm even even a worse gay because I have only seen the first couple of episodes of Golden Girls. I've not seen it on repeat.
0: I've only, and I've only seen the first few episodes now too, but I was like, this shit is actually funny. Like, it's funny.
1: Oh yeah, very and much And witty, so.
0: and you know, for the time when it came out where, you know, in the 80s and even the 90s when you couldn't really say anything explicitly That's, you know, everything was um, alluded to certain, you know, innuendos and stuff, but it was smart. And oh, my God. Anyway,
1: it's very little tangent there. Yeah. But also bringing it back to the idea of like drag race, the idea of reality shows where now nothing is explicit, nothing. It's like the innuendos are not even necessary. It's not because you're trying to elude something that you might feel will get censored or will cancel you. It's just like if you want to say something, you say it. You say it. And that is what is so amazing about our culture today is almost like say whatever you want, but then at the same time, be careful what you say.
0: Yeah. Because you might get canceled. Wow. <laughs> I have to pee.
2: I love it. Go pee.
0: We're going to pause this for a second and I'll be back. So you can play the do, 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 do. That's that Genie. I don't know. That's I've, my, that's my hold music.
1: Amazing. Okay. All right. We will do that.
0: Pause. And we're back from the bathroom.
1: Oh my God. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? Do you say we're back from the back door?
0: From the bathroom.
1: Oh, from the bathroom. Because I went
0: to the bathroom and, Uh, right? And now we're back on. Yeah.
1: Yeah, got it. Got it.
0: (laughs) Wow. Wow. We'll talk about that another time.
1: Totally. Totally.
0: bathroom. Oh,
1: hello. Hello.
0: How are you? Are you rested?
3: I doubt it. Well, yeah, that's that's how it all works. Yeah, we rest in five minute increments all the time. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus, no wonder you look so preserved in a good way. You're gonna live, you're gonna live for ages. You brought your video as it was going on. I looked in, I was like, oh god, I look really tired. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. No, no,
0: it was more just because now Jimbo, can we say Jimbo or James? And we're already recording, so (laughs) it's whatever you prefer.
4: (laughs) I go by Jimbo, yeah, all the time. Perfect. Perfect. Amazing.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Well, glad to see both of you boys are rested ish and arrive safe in your current destination hope you're doing okay so far
3: yeah yeah we rode the train all day we rode it right across the country from up in
2: oh my gosh
3: sort of northeast side of a continent or island the The island island. the island (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing yeah we're in cardiff cardiff
1: amazing that's awesome Wonderful. How's it been so far? I know it's a little question, but I can imagine it's been uh, quite the journey that you're just living and appreciating and taking and everything that you can get while you have it.
4: Yeah, it's been so much fun just on tour with Club Kids and Brady's with me. We're traveling all around doing shows. Yeah, Brady's taking care of me. <laughs>
3: yeah, okay. Yeah, helping me get dressed and ready for the tour. Aww. Gluing stuff to him all the time. Yeah, and, lots of gluing things on. Like me. dressing him and undressing him. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also,
0: and also, being the Cabana Boy or whatever it was. Oh, that man. I saw, I saw a video uh with Jimbo, and I saw a half-naked Brady. Um, scurrying, <laughs> scurrying around in the background and I'm like that Amazing. that was such a funny with with uh, Tia and it was yeah. so I thought it was hilarious it was funny but boy is she trying to keep a straight face like the whole time like girl seriously like there's some funny shit going on here
4: <laughs> I know I think she was thinking like she's just on some sort of like serious like morning talk show or something <laughs> where like. she was oh, like, yeah. uh, girl and i have to answer your <laughs> question like my business my life depends on it so i, I know. know i know i was like lighten up loosen up but just <laughs> yeah it was, i i liked it it was a really funny that's so
3: funny yeah because we were in we were on the cruise then and we were um joe was doing his exit interviews and there was only one plug in the whole place so for the ring oh. light <laughs> and it was right in the middle of the room. So it was like, oh my I, gosh. Yeah, I tried to kind of pick a side every time he went, in, he went into the rip. I'm going to be over here and be over here. Yeah, and yeah. then, but I remember what it was, but I had to go. And then I was like, oh, if I go really low, I'll, no one will see me but can't, with the camera <laughs> angle. But so everyone's on me. And actually, still the other day, someone said to you, was that you crawling around? The, and I'm like, I've heard about that a lot. <laughs> I'm sure.
0: I'm sure. But yeah, it was but great. It was yeah. great. about
3: Tia trying to keep a straight face while this is on. Yeah. Jimbo, totally. Enormous breasts and. <laughs> totally.
1: You know, Jimbo, I don't think you're going to be the only one with, with gifts on Instagram coming. I think Brady's is going to get a few of his own
3: in the future. It seems <laughs> like from <laughs> those memories. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, just probably around his little man's Yeah. Oh, totally. I
0: love it. So I just, we did did. It- Go, oh, ahead no, go ahead, here. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. We speak, we're Jewish and we speak a lot. And we speak over yeah. each other. We just yeah. do that. So, apologies. We some week
1: <laughs> And we can batch all the time. So, that's kind of we, how we, we can roll. We could be
3: British too. The, the yeah. Brits are just saying it's like funny because they have no problem charging in on any Absolutely. conversation. They're like, you're done. <laughs> no, it's so true, same with the Aussies in my experience, but um, we did
1: a bit of an introduction to the two, the two of you a little bit, and so we always love to open up our conversation with our guests just if they would like to introduce themselves, and in, especially if things we might have missed or didn't pick up on, you're so welcome to just give a little brief introduction about who you are, where you come from, and what you're doing,
4: and then we can kind of dive in from there. Great, well, I'm Jimbo, and I'm a Canadian drag queen known for my appearances on Canada's Drag Race and UK versus the world.
2: Yes.
3: Thanks. Great. My name's Brady. I'm uh, Jimbo's partner. I'm uh, now these days, uh, my main job is supporting Jimbo, handling Jimbo, is what I say. <laughs> 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 uh, I've got a daughter who's 15, who's called Cassandra and a son who's 13, who's called Alex. Yeah. We have two little kittens and yeah, we live in Victoria. Yeah, that's amazing.
0: Awesome. Now this is, is this, maybe this is not true, but is it one of the first interviews you guys have done together?
3: Yeah. This is the first I think this is the first time together. together, yeah. Yeah, we've done our own yes. independent things, yeah, obviously, Jabba, isn't it? Well. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. No. <laughs> I, got a
3: few, I got a few out there, I got a few coming, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, to together. Yeah, That's it's really amazing, cool. and thank you
1: for letting us, you know, pop the cherry in a sense with that, and it's great, uh, you know, uh, we always find that it's great to get to know our, our guests and our alumni, once they've been on the show, behind the mask, really, about who they are, what they do, and where they come from, and... You know, people get asked tons of questions all the time that are very, not in a bad way, but very repetitive. It's kind of like it's scripted. You know what might be coming. And with our kind of shtick is we want to get to know just who you are as human beings, right? You know, we could ask you stuff about Drag Race. We can ask you stuff about productions and stuff. But it's not that we don't care about that. But, like, if we want that information, we can find it. what we want to learn about is just who you are every day, right? And just how you got to where you are. And I think that's a really different way of how to get to know people. And uh, so that's why we want to have you on the show and just... Yeah, just have a nice,
4: casual chat. Thanks. Well, thanks for your patience as we've sorted out how to finally
3: <laughs> <pass laughs> past two meetings. So I apologize well, for that. The, last night, it would have been an absolute nightmare because we were in that, <laughs> that music started. I was like, oh, this is definitely not happening tonight because it was like the whole building was like this old, old building. Yeah. This, yeah.
0: Boom, 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 boom. yeah. 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 Oh, my God. I've seen at a place like that before in... Uh, Portland, actually, have you heard of the McMinimans? Um, okay, there's like they they convert old structures, like old schoolhouses I from did like stay there.
3: I yeah. There. Yes, we did stay we or oh, yeah yeah. Back, Jane recommended that place. Yeah, there, yeah,
0: they're so fun. So anyway, one of them was like the oldest bar in all of Portland, but it was you stay. I mean, now I'm just like oh communal bathrooms, like no thank you. But at the time it was you know you stay there's like you know eight. Rooms at the top above this club, but they put earplugs, fresh earplugs, of course, in yeah the bed like <laughs> beside the bed in every room because they know as soon as it hits that whatever o'clock oh. is just yeah. so yeah. freaking loud. So anyway, it's wow. how is I guess we'll just dive right in here. What is this like? Is this the first time traveling together um, with you know promoting Jimbo and being? Or no, no, no.
3: okay. I know we've done this a few times. I say that yeah. probably the first time we toured together was last summer, mm. like after the drag race. Probably, yeah,
4: I can't remember. I have a really bad memory, and everything blurs <laughs> together.
3: Everything. <laughs> I, <laughs> they, this, I like, live
4: in the moment, and I ask B to remind yeah. me of what what's I happening. But actually, today. as
3: we've been on this tour too, I've actually I've definitely realized that yeah, when you're not remembering things too, that it does like, <laughs> kind of blur together a love bit because you're like you know I'm thinking about the hotel, I can think about what that specific room looks like. What yeah. You know, but where was that and the club that like, goes with it like it's, yeah it's all yeah. And it just kind of starts to you know because you become like not day focused or time focused you're like sort of where, where do i need to be right now right like, yes totally yes tomorrow is totally you know, okay. and then it's like not Monday or Tuesday. I know I just looked at it was like, is it Tuesday or Wednesday? It's Tuesday. Yeah. Absolutely. But
1: I can also imagine though, with that being said, I mean, for both of you, you're both in the same schedule, you're both in the same planning, the same scheduling and things as well. And Jimbo, you're, you know, you're on the stage, quote unquote, like you're actually in that moment. And Brady, you're right there. So I can imagine both of your brains are super loaded with keeping things on track, making sure we're where we need to both supposed to be, you know? And so I'm kind of curious to dive into kind of the brains of both, both of you, because it's clear that you have, very complementary ways of thinking and feeling and showing up in the world. So I want to take this back actually. How did you two meet? <laughs> when did you two meet?
4: Um we met on uh, I was we worked near each other in Victoria and nice. I, I passed him while he was sitting on a bench at uh, outside of his office and we made eye contact and mm-hmm. we just really just oh. sort of- each other and I was like wow he's so handsome he's so sexy I wonder who that was and I only saw him one other time on that bench and then just disappeared because I guess his office moved and mm-hmm. then it wasn't um, until a little bit later like a year or two later he came to my uh new year's party at my place and uh we reconnected mm-hmm. and, um started a friendship and
3: then it became a partnership
2: mm-hmm. oh Here's,
3: man Michael Jackson that night he'd been performing in uh, oh. uh Cabaret, Atomic Vaudeville's Cabaret. He was dressed as the white Michael Jackson. Yeah.
2: <laughs> not, 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 not blackface,
4: not blackface.
3: Not blackface, yeah. Michael. <laughs> it was zombie Michael. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's amazing.
3: So yeah, there... yeah, we said, yeah we, and we connected, you know, instantly once we'd actually knew, knew each other. You know, someone asked me last night what the first word that you said to me was. <gasps> on that night. I thought about it for a second is that it was probably welcome yeah probably it yeah, would probably oh, welcome
2: welcome. Welcome.
3: welcome that's well it's a, that's that's oh. a very cool introduction for us at chinatown you know like well, what's your name and then be you know welcome would be the yeah we love, yeah. love our yeah. studio in victoria yeah. wow well, that's I a really good question people have given us over here too over our travels man yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. i
0: bet. go ahead <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, no, so, with that, so with that being said, though, I know,
1: as Brady, you were saying you are a parent as well. So did that did, did that relationship with your children start with the previous partner? Or did the two of you have your children together and raise them together?
3: Uh, no, that Yeah, my kids. Um, I was married to my ex partner, Doug. Um, we were together for about 14 years, and we um, mm-hmm. adopted babies yeah we had uh, done all the paperwork and put it up in the universe and thought you know maybe someone will pick us maybe not and quite quickly actually we got a phone call from uh our adoption agency that said you've been picked by this birth mom and that was on a Tuesday and they said you can come and meet her on the Wednesday and he's wow. due to be born on Thursday holy so, crap we were living in Vancouver <laughs> then and this yeah. was so we like basically dropped everything and and went to Victoria and met met this woman wow. and said yeah we you know we kind of got got along you know as, as much as you can we meeting this pregnant woman who's like you know you gonna have your baby <laughs> she's gonna yeah. pop out
0: like any second now so.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but with yeah. the contract in hand and then we left the hospital with a five-year-old baby on that Thursday like walking out going looking wow. behind like, are you really letting us just take this baby yeah whoa yeah. and that was so that was Cassandra and then when Cassandra oh. was about we went, old. Um our birth mom got back together with our birthday, her birth dad for a, a hot second and she got pregnant again. So she phoned and she said, I'm oh. pregnant with another baby and that they share the same father and I'd like them to be together if you're into it. And,
4: wow. You know, yeah.
3: Yeah. So that was Alexander. Yeah. So we had a little more notice for Alex. We you know, we spent seven or eight months. Yeah. <laughs> <I get laughs> just used a to, little bit of yeah. yeah. Oh. yes yeah, kind of oh. yeah, so all of a sudden there we were like two 30 30 mid 30s guys but two babies like and you know we only had like a pickup truck and no <laughs> things at all and yeah so it was it was a very interesting time for but sure. your mom's was help. my mom was helpful. yeah she was yeah my mom was very helpful definitely that's good shout like out her. to mom yeah yeah You yeah. really need a good grandma if you're going to raise kids yeah very close by
0: absolutely that absolutely. is absolutely I feel like that's kind of a rare story I've, I've not heard that before with a yeah, surrogate no, who is like who's like okay I'm gonna have another one I'm
3: and I want it not oh sur- sorry yeah
0: yeah sorry no that's
3: yeah no it's, yeah It's uh, you, you know, like, amazing you said, you see lots of birth moms that have you know multiple babies with different guys that yes option plans for for their children but not yeah. Something that played out quite, quite like how that did. Yeah. That's
0: amazing. Wow. No, and I know I've, I've, um, I've heard Jimbo speak in other interviews about uh, the children because it's like, you know, you guys, you're all one big happy family. It sounds like. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's just it's beautiful. So how was that kind of? And again, if you don't want to answer any of these questions, you can always be like, pass, nah, it's just, you yeah. know, maybe too, too personal. <laughs> but um yeah, how was that, Jimbo, for you kind of diving into uh, like an art, like a ready-made family almost? I mean, that's pretty it's well, a lot, I-
4: but my sister, Jennifer, my older sister growing up, she had um, her daughter at a young age. So when I was like, okay. my young teens, I had a little baby around my little niece, Brittany. And then my sister, yeah. um, Rebecca, my older sister, I took care of her two children, Eric and Sasha, um, from when I was in my early 20s until I was about 25. And so I um, yeah. took care of them from babies until they were, you know, little toddlers, little boys. So um, I was Already really accustomed to being with kids and taking care of kids, and um, I love kids and their sense of humor and their sense of play. And uh, mm-hmm. so, yeah, when I met Brady and um, the kids, I I fell in love. I loved them, and, and I still really, obviously, yeah. love them. They're just amazing little teenagers now, and <laughs> just discovering who they are in the world. And it's really, really cool. I'm really excited to have them in my life, and I'm really grateful. Mm.
0: I those kids are lucky. Those kids are lucky, mm-hmm. honestly.
4: And go, to go be ahead. and and
1: but also to be surrounded by such love and also unconventional lifestyles and exactly. creative in, individuals that can be role models for those generations to come, especially in a generation of Gen Z and Gen Alpha. All those kids that are coming up now that might have similar thought patterns or beliefs that maybe some of us might have in Millennials or Gen Y, but then to see like. Uh, these next generations are really able to take action in some ways that maybe we didn't feel comfortable doing or didn't have the resources to do now that they have that so you get to be the leader and empower these kids to be like you are your own people and Mm -hmm. here are the resources that we have helped create that you can utilize i think that's actually really a
3: gift yeah Yeah. well sometimes i look around too and i think oh god all these gay guys raising these kids (laughs) 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 where's this going right <laughs> no
0: how how have they um adopted or not adopted adapted is the right word to to jimbo and with the, the the fame that's coming all of a sudden like are they when they're at school are they you know do people bug them about it not bug them in a bad way but just even bring it up or how does it kind of play in their
4: life? i think like are they? Guy, kind of like you don't want a lot of attention on yeah. your home life your family as. sure a teen, you kind of want to appear like you somehow take care of yourself in this mm-hmm. world, yeah. and so they don't really like talking about family no. or parents. Yeah. And so they, I like a lot of Cassandra's friends are fans of mine, and they and they love Drag Race, and they're really excited with yeah. when they find out, and more and more of them are, are finding out.
3: But yeah. they, but it's been, been one of her best kept secrets for yeah, a while. They both. Oh.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and, I, I don't even think Alexander's watched it apart from like the moments where we've made him we're like you know like in support of Jimbo you know please watch this moment this is you know gone viral this is like a really important thing that you understand uh-huh. see, yeah and, but yeah he's not interested yeah he's a very he's very like sporty
4: um yeah yeah. Of, he's, yeah yeah loves like um other stuff than drag so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
0: fair but, how yeah how old are they again you said Cassandra is She's it's 15. fifteen. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, those There's are awkward ages. Lot lot <laughs> a lot of twenty dollars bills. A lot of rides. Yeah. 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 A lot of closed doors. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of yeah. Friends. Yeah. It's yeah. It's entertaining. We're very fortunate too because my ex partner Doug, their their other dad, you know, he's a fantastic guy, and he yeah kind of stepped in this year and seen the opportunities that are available to me to work and to travel at Jumbo and to love my own presence, my own career out there. And so he's had them pretty steadily since the fall, you know, right. even and there for a few weeks here and there, but, you know, he's really stepped up and, and because they they are at an age where um, I always like to say that cake has been mixed and it's been baking for a while. Right. And sort of at that time where it's like, you know, how's it going to turn out? Right. So a lot of that love and that input, you know, of course it's still ongoing, but a lot of that sort yeah. of heavy. Is done, and they're busy with their friends and doing their things, and you know. So the parenting is more in a sort of like supervisory yeah. role, you know, making sure things are, you know, that people are getting to school and you know, nobody's <laughs> smoking, and yeah, and twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yep, definitely. And that, that I was going to be my next
1: question is, how are they being taken care for? Even if they might be their own individuals, they're still at a place in their life where they might need some guidance or a home to be in. You know, they can't just, I mean, maybe some people can, which is great power to you if it feels right. But that's what I was wondering. So that's great that they have that kind of support. And they also have you over there as well. And the two of you uh, doing your thing and that there's that support. Because again, as Rachel said, that's actually, maybe it's common in some realities, but
3: to me, that doesn't sound very common it
0: no. <laughs> i think it's so cool and we're
3: definitely still watching <laughs> very closely
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely put
3: yourself at 15 this is what i keep thinking oh my god i don't remember being 15. oh god <laughs> me too. <laughs> too me too it was so, not not a good time
2: <laughs> no, it was very
0: awkward i interestingly enough though my so my parents were musical theater performers when i grew up and so there was a lot of colorful people coming in and out of the home and uh, my uncle actually was the director of the national ballet company of Canada for a number of years. So when I was like tiny, it was like, well, I've got a gay uncle, but I didn't know like my uncle, my uncles stay in the same bedroom. And that's just how it goes. Like, I didn't really know what gay was. It wasn't really a term Mm. in my vocabulary. Right. Um, My point is that I remember being a teenager and my dad would like, (laughs) he would dress up as like a belly dancer (sighs) A female belly dancer shave his legs do the whole freaking thing as as a gag for my uncle's birthday like his 50th birthday or four, like he that those were the kinds of things that happened.
3: and this was normalized for you know. normal, dad, story, too you're like, and this dad, is normal like <laughs> <do you> <laughs> that's just how dad dresses for his yeah birthday. exactly and, and, it. and
0: it was the I funny yeah. yeah and the funny thing is like um i don't really remember being made fun of fun of for that really it was just like yeah rachel's parents they're like they're they're actors they're
4: performers
1: it's just what
0: happens that's just how that is over there it's just how it is yeah
1: totally whereas I grew up you know with a stay-at-home mom who's an artist and my dad's a lawyer you know so very different upbringing from Rachel in terms of exposure and culture and surroundings but that's what's really beautiful about as we grow up and as we learn about our surroundings and our behaviors and our cultures we have an impact on how we show up in the world when we become older, in the way that we do show up in the world. And so I'm also really curious about because um, Brady, you mentioned that are you from Vancouver originally, and Jimbo, are you
3: from Victoria originally? Yeah. I'm from Victoria. I was born and raised in Victoria until I was
2: okay.
3: Old. I was in Vancouver for about 20 years, and then now I've been back in Victoria for about 15. Yeah. yeah God Ontario, just outside of um, Toronto and London, Ontario.
4: Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow. So how did you end up coming to Victoria I'm wondering what brought you there Uh, I had um, friends my friend Carolyn toured through uh, when I worked in in Waterloo and my friend's bar and I um, met a touring band Hank and Lily and Mm -hmm. fell in love with um, the guitarist Hank and to be with him and uh, yeah I was with Hank for about seven years before I was with Brady and Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we had a, we're still really good friends and he's a huge fan. And yeah. So that's that's fantastic. the one that started to to call me Jimbo actually out out West and uh, that's sort of where that name stuck. It was a childhood nickname from my dad and then uh, a nickname brought back by my friend Hank. Yeah.
0: I wow. did hear, yeah, I did hear the the um, the origin story of your name, which is I'm. I don't know if a lot of people ask you, like, is it from The Simpsons? Is it from like? <laughs> Has anyone ever asked you that?
4: <laughs> no people, no one really asks. They don't know. No, no? Really, like yeah, good Jimbo, they're just down for it. And then every yeah. now and again, someone yeah. asks where does it come from. But yeah, most of the time, people just don't ask. Yes. Yeah, so, mm-hmm.
0: that's because they're so distracted,
3: <laughs> right?
0: Guess. That's that's why. <laughs> People don't people don't
3: do that to me, but sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, yeah, neither. <laughs> a lot of people want to default to call you James again because they are assuming that Jimbo is your the only your stage name and that you have this secret persona that's right that's hiding behind Jimbo. But yeah, yeah so I was kind of surprised to find out that you time Jimbo, Jimbo.
4: Yeah, 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 very much so. we can also tell true.
3: people from your younger life too when that you are dropped by James. Yeah, people as James know Biden. me from
4: high school and things and yeah. my youth are like, jeans. Yeah. Uh, okay.
0: Okay. I apologize that I asked that in the beginning, then, because that was, this all makes so much more sense now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so, in it's terms fair. of, yeah, just, right? Up. Right. <laughs> right so, and again, because we're talking the, to the two of you, I'm curious to know more about and what you're comfortable sharing, kind of like what were your earlier years like, like your formative years in childhood or even adolescence, kind of what inspired you to where you are and how you got to where you are today? What were some of those building blocks or key standouts you're like, huh, this kind of led me to these places and that's how I'm kind of here now?
3: Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess growing up, you know, did the usual high school uh, sort of thing. Um, I grew up with, uh, actually, something I've been exploring since we went over here is uh, my family is British and um, my grandmother had come over from England in like maybe about 1920. And so I grew up with these very British grannies. So I've been living some of my 10-year-old boy fantasies over here with with (laughs) visiting Buckingham Palace. And.
2: You
3: know, yeah. Just, uh, some of these things we went out to uh this little uh community in Norwich where there's a, a war monument to my great uncle who was killed and so just kind oh, of wow those, those themes are legends from my childhood um but yes yeah, so I grew up with these very you know British little old ladies and I was a little gay boy so there's like lots of coaching and lots of knitting and <laughs> of family and yeah that kind of being crafty yeah being very crafty yeah so I was always kind of artistic and um started hairdressing right out of high school and spent about 10 years uh working in hair salons um and put myself through university through engineering school actually working in hair salons wow so that that was the career that I just left when I started working with Jimbo full-time was was my engineering job my day job Uh, wow yeah. So sort of, you know, the you know, the things that have kind of brought me here, you know, would be like say yeah, the craftiness, the the hair taking care of was hair. And yeah, because my hair and we then worked just together a lot when we oh, first yeah. met. Oh yeah. I was working a lot
4: in production design, making sets and props and costumes for theater and, yeah. and film and uh, needed a lot of help. It's always low budget back then. Yeah. Everything on a shoestring. And so I really mm-hmm. Um, be a lot for his time yeah. and energy yeah we made yeah we made a lot of stuff Making together. all kinds of things and making Lots things of happen and yeah. yeah we've toured our projects together and yeah. gone oh, to burning yeah. man together yeah like, yeah we, wow.
3: have, we took to burning man a 32 foot wide 16 foot tall rainbow that's made out of aluminum and steel yeah, right met primates. with rgb led lighting yeah that's sound reactive and yeah really that's cool so that's right i remember seeing that that was amazing to see that yeah. you think you
0: want to you want to go is burning man happening still again since pro or since covid or
3: post-covid the renegade group that went back out into the desert last year and, and took it really back to its grassroots which it was a renegade sort of festival in the desert yeah mm-hmm. because of the covid protocols and everything the org wasn't able to do the thing like the how they have great it's like an interesting question afoot in the community now of like you know why do we need that bigger organization and pay all that money when look we just did the thing that was the og thing totally that? Um, but it was yeah, yeah but was yeah so we small. would love to go back
4: I, I love brain man it, it's such an incredible display of art and ingenuity and really cool people meeting from around the world with a similar mindset for that time so it's just a, a really cool celebration really
3: unique and mm-hmm. I'd love to go back yeah definitely I've never Absolutely. been I've
0: heard I've no friends that have gone and just like oh my god but you're right just the the talent is just mind-blowing just what seeing what mean? people put together
3: yeah, it's it is mind blowing because you're like, wow, like who would have ever thought about that? And you see, it, yeah, like just the most mind blowing things. Yeah, and then people too that put you know just hundreds of thousands of dollars into these art projects too, like just crazy amounts of money. And they're so beautiful yes. and yeah, just yeah. wild really well
0: absolutely
3: mm-hmm. but I can imagine as well though because you're
1: talking about engineering you're talking about um costume design and hair I can do you find that your engineering background really lends a hand to the artistry of everything all the creations and productions that you are now doing over the last several years do you find that you have a lot of skills and natural abilities that maybe might have been less refined had you not been through an, an engineering
3: background yeah in terms of like thought yeah thought process and making and having a plan like yeah I, I always need a very solid plan and a clear direction and I think mm-hmm. you had to terms of organization too, you know, and, and learning how to learn. I we always had that in engineering mm-hmm. school, you know, whatever about the calculus, whatever about the partial differential equations, it's learning how to learn something. And I think that's probably the biggest thing I came away from mm-hmm. university with was being able to sit down and figure things out. You know, not being like, oh, I could never, you know, now it's like, oh, maybe how does this work? Like, you know, how yeah on on how to make this go and also i think in terms of organization too I'm, i tend to be fairly organized and i tend to yeah, be fairly the
4: organized One, i'm like the <laughs> fairly wild thinker. I like, I like
3: to think in practice and like to be uh, i'm joking i'm like one. kind of holding his feet from down here on the ground
0: <laughs> <laughs> right
3: wow so I'll just kind of hang on you know yeah he's keep, good keep at a... keeping you know track of things where are we where yep. do we have to
4: go yeah, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That's what, I'm yeah. So what day is it yeah what, yeah. Day, is right I it? Don't know what day what's going on yeah where
0: would you be without him then
1: i wouldn't even know yeah you'd be in outer space in a, in yeah. the best way possible <laughs> your breasts would lift you up and you'd have all the helium and all the oxygen fulfillment <laughs> yeah. you need no tanks needed at all exactly yeah.
0: oh my god that would be an amazing what would you call that? It was make an amazing shtick or something. Could you imagine that? Like if you could somehow get lifted up like your breasts were full of helium, helium, like hot air balloons. Yeah. Oh my God.
1: Yeah, and the, and the hot air balloon is actually like the giant, the <laughs> like, biggest tip that you've ever worn. And it'd be just, you know, like I'm queen of the world. It's like, actually, I'm <laughs> queen of the galaxy, motherfucker.
3: Don't give at any ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Oh <laughs> my God! I know we're trying to figure out ways to make the breasts even bigger. Yeah, how yeah. can they possibly be bigger? Yoga ball. I told someone on Instagram. Yeah, too. literally. We're like, what are those filled with? And I was like, love. <laughs> it's like a feedback loop. The more that you love them, the bigger they get. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> that was, I'm sure. Like, how many? I'm sure you've been asked this a million times. Now we're getting to, like off off tangent from your your humble beginnings because I want to ask Jim about the same question. How heavy are they? I mean, I'm sure you've had that question a million times, but how heavy, are they heavy? Do they hurt your back?
4: <laughs> you said there's a different weight, but the biggest ones I just have started wearing, because they're just like so ridiculously huge, they're 35 pounds. <laughs> yeah. That's right. a lot,
2: that's, a, that's heavy.
4: Yeah. It's very heavy, yeah. It's hard oh on my
3: back and my shoulders and my neck.
2: Yes.
4: But, oh oh
3: my different. God. But actually, Jimbo is a fairly sedentary lifestyle until some, for some reason, when he straps on those pips, <laughs> he strapped on those boot, the the shoes, mm. it's like time to climb yeah, all over squats, the venue. Yeah, doing squats, doing you, chin ups, so, doing push ups. Yeah, the, oh. uh, usually part of the way through one of his performances, he'll find something to climb up on or hang off yes. of. Yes. Of, and everybody goes like mental. It's like, what the <laughs> hell? Of <the> course. <laughs> and on my table. Like. Or a little shell. Yeah, uh, some yeah, little ledge here. Some there. little ledge. And it's kind of, it's terrifying for me from the back too. It's
2: right. For me too. <laughs> like,
3: you know, it's got the nails, you got the hair, you can't really see, you're not proportioned the way that you're using, and now you're climbing that thing. It's like, okay, okay now you're on, you're on the side. Great. And and I'm, cat. Cat. I'm very <laughs> nimble.
2: Yeah,
1: you're right. yes. Well, for sure. And, you know, I think that's actually a great segue is also kind of the development of both of your careers, because both of you have very complementary and very distinguished careers in your own rights. But I'm curious to know, I don't, doesn't matter if one of you wants to speak first, but kind of how did that development of, Jimbo's brand in conjunction, Brady, with your background and complementary skill set. How did that kind of come about before people knew who Jimbo was on a global scale and also all that stuff before Drag Race? What was that kind of...
0: of, No. No! What
1: was the inception? (laughs) What <laughs>
0: you you froze for like two seconds and like
1: okay, oh. Seconds. Oh. <laughs> oh okay yes it was
0: only two, it was only the last like maybe positive. not even five seconds
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah just the inception period I suppose what what was the kind of the gestation period of how Jimbo you became a drag kind of- performer yeah exactly because I know there's probably many different avenues
3: I think we always knew Jimbo was going to be a star I think you know anybody who knows mm-hmm. Jimbo. And knew Jimbo before would say, oh, yeah, that's true. Jimbo is going to be famous no matter what. And so it was just having yeah. you. So I think, yeah, I think it was, um, well, I always like to say Jimbo is a visionary and I, I'm a hard worker. And so I think I <laughs> uh, have loved him very much and have been kind of willing to support, you know, whatever crazy <laughs> brought home sometimes you know usually I'm much better now you really always said no first I'd be like mm, I'm, I'm not really sure about that I'm, I'm not yeah really you're sure. always very practical very practical I'm like ah and you know but looking back a lot of those things that I said no to mm. you know I'm so glad that they're yeah, kind of the fabric detracted. of the fabric of the history of our relationship yeah. too right like you know so I think it you know I've always sort of trusted him to lead the the charge and I think you know this yeah. is I've said to him too you know like I'm not sure and sometimes maybe the answer is not no right away it's like not yes but it's like okay well I, tr- I trust you because we've had this you know body of experience and we've been down these roads that are a little bit scary sometimes and a little bit expensive and yeah. yeah but it worked <laughs> out and like I said I'm, I'm you know I'm happy that they're part of our our history now too these things we've done and you know they sort of make up. Yeah. Like this tapestry of our life. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm thinking about the liquidating that store. That was one of the ones mm-hmm. where you know, we, live, we lived above the store that was called the Never Ending Store in Chinatown, where they okay. um, uh, had lost their lease and they needed to move out. And this guy was trying to sell desperately, but not so effectively, all of the things. That mm. were in there. And it was packed with shit. Mm. Um, right. So they, uh, you know, Jim says, this guy's given us the store. Like, if we can get everything out of there in three days, you know, we can have it. And I'm like, we can't do that. There's no way. <laughs> but, yeah, but basically,
4: we're liquidating an entire store in its warehouse that had been in business for like 40 years. Yeah. In a oh, ch- when, uh, like a Chinatown distributor. So it was it was really intense. It was really fun. It was a dream come true. Yeah. When we oh, opened- you
0: did it. You we actually did it. Did it. Oh. And
4: then he talked me into it. And then yeah. I was so glad that and we, we did it. it. I looked it, back and I was like, like Basically we, just open it up and said, come and take as much as you can and got like yeah. people were just like crazy
3: carloads of teapots and cups yeah. and, know, brushes, and, nail yeah. clippers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. But we so, did, yeah, we literally did empty that place, swept the shut the door like basically off, right on right on wow. schedule. Yeah. Okay,
0: that this sounds like a decent segue into um House of Jimbo. So Okay, so first of all, what I think of where you live, Jimbo, for some reason, I think of Pee Wee's playhouse. And I that's that's what comes to mind. I know that you're definitely influenced by Pee-Wee. I've heard this before. Um, I don't know if you want to elaborate on that because I was even seeing a Brady yesterday on our little text chat back and forth. I'm a huge Pee Wee fan. Like I I actually had tickets to see I wish, I mean, I, I'm a Paul Rubens and Pee-wee fan. Like, you know, they're all, they're all the same. Anyway, I actually had tickets to see him open in Vancouver, uh, for a comedy festival and I, I got it as a Christmas gift and I was so blown away and he was sick. I mean, and so he didn't, I didn't get to see him. So anyway, I'm like a massive fan. Um, what's the, what does that influence and how does it reflect Jimbo or even your, your way of life? Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't.
4: Yeah, I think just like living with a sense of play in your space and living sort Mm -hmm. of unusually like surrounding, I like to surround myself with beautiful things and sparkly things and a lot of things. And so I think I have (laughs) really tried to immerse myself in art and texture and color and I'm a little bit of a crow I love shiny things I'm also a collector I also have some OCD and um, so I have basically in our our place in Chinatown slowly amassed this massive collection of art and props and wigs and costumes and Brady's a lover of beautiful things and treasures and so we both have slowly built up this collection that we love to display and it's really um, Kind of about just living immersed in the things that we love yeah. and so it's a really in inspiring space stuff. and it's a, a really cool space that people love to come in and just sort of like say like wow like you guys live like this you live surrounded in this chaos and this sort yeah. of it's basically just a huge project of places to work and things to do and things yeah. to organize and collections and our cats. And mm-hmm. uh, so it's, it's always a work in progress. And the, the show house of Jimbo is basically a show based around my characters and clown work and some of um, our incredible community of artists and takes would take place within the studio. Cause it kind of has that magical feeling. It's also really sprawling and, mm-hmm. yeah. um, this old historical building in Chinatown and it's an old gambling den. So it has these really cool nooks and has a secret passage in the back and it has um, it's, a, like over a hundred year old building that's still um, authentic to when it was first made. So it's, it's got this incredible energy and history and it's filled with this sort of sense of wonder. And so it's a very, um yeah just a unique and inspiring place. That's um, very sort of playful and filled with art and spirit. Mm-hmm.
0: That is so cool. Now is, is that um, ready to launch soon? Cause I know it's kind of like a, you know, is that going to be something that you're,
4: yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> we kind of had, we had done this original Kickstarter fund campaign and we had raised yeah. about 20 grand that we've put aside as our little nest egg. And now we are looking at this point at how to best work with that money. And originally we were like, okay, we'll we'll do our own little indie thing. We'll put some money and we'll film some stuff, some content at the house uh, with our own And then I realized that was sort of not the best Um use of the whole shebang and really the best thing to do is to partner with um, some larger distributors and have access to um, bigger pools of funding and to take that nest egg in that um, public interest and say, this is what we've done now. Let's partner with some national funding or some international broadcasting funding to um, next level, the whole production. And so over the past uh, months. And this past year, I've been working with um, some friends and working on pitching and getting a pitch package together and working on getting um, some bigger funding and developing it. And so, yeah, I have some more meetings when I next week, actually, with some really cool people. And uh, we're just always working on it and trying to figure out what's the best way to make this happen. And how do we make it to well, the
3: vision so yeah is, how do we like, well how do we do right by the idea too yeah i said you know we right. could have done the thing but then it you know a couple of friends pointed out it was like you know we might be under sort of doing valuing
0: it. or it might be
3: yeah, under underwhelming or not you know so right. sort of fully yeah um, just a little bit yeah we want to put the right amount of time and,
4: and dedication to making it proper so
3: yeah because then you knows, right time, because yeah. then it's
4: like yeah <laughs> So it's still in development. Still, still in, in development. Work.
0: Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Because I've looked at your website a few times. I'm like, is there's more news? More news? No, not yet. <laughs> 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 That's exciting, though.
4: Yeah. yeah, really exciting. Yeah, we we had some some interest, some from, from some really cool broadcasters and some really big things. And so now awesome. with it, um, with UK versus a world that was sort of took over and that was really a, the main center of my focus for a while. And now being on the road, that's really also the main center of focus for the next little bit, but um, yeah, still working on developing it. And um, now that the world is starting to open up and people can travel and yeah. we can start to really, kind of work outside of the restrictions of covid which everyone got really used to like doing things over you know these internet zoom things that's really hard artists and performers to um to work this way you know it's great for podcasts and great for these interviews long distance but in terms of developing a project or developing a show with um performers it was really really difficult so oh yeah we're hoping that as the world is opening back up again that we can start doing all these things that we want to do Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's going to be only
1: the timing and the gestation period in a sense that time to be slow and measured, and you can take the privilege to do that correctly. That's really going to help catapult your brand to where it already is right now. But you can also have the buffer in some ways of your drag race career to build those relationships with other people in different countries, and different communities, and also for them to get to know you and the other passions and projects that are who you are outside of Drag Race. Because mm-hmm. I think with reality competitions and shows, which I'm a huge fan of since I was out of the womb, legitimately, mm-hmm. um, these moments on camera can sometimes become just what you're known for, what people might pigeonhole you for. And if people want that, that's fine. But there's a human behind the story of where they came from and how they got to where they are. So I think it's really interesting and fantastic that you've been able to take that in the last couple of years, I would say two and a half, three years and say, no, I'm more than just someone on TV. But I can use this and I can take that to where I want to be in the big picture. It, it's mm-hmm. helped give you that visibility to have those connections, to have those relationships and a universal community to help the two of you really live the life that you want to live for
3: yourself. So I think that's also a really key point. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we feel really lucky. Oh, yeah. So, so grateful. Yeah. We've just been having the best time too. It's been meeting you know, both <laughs> or, you know, any, you know any any of these towns that we've been into. You know, everybody's so kind and so sweet and so excited, and yeah, so it's so easy to make um, you know all these lovely connections. And mm-hmm. you know, we were in Newcastle. We dropped right, and we got in there that night. And they're like, "Well, you have to come to our friend show." We're like, "Okay, yeah." We pop, in. we literally it's the finale of their drag idol. So weeks oh. they've been battling it out on the stage. All these girls to win this crown and we dropped into the finale literally sat down the show started as we sat down and whoa, got to you know And they're like this is the best possible night for you to be here you know the whole town is out in their finery everybody's you know it's been COVID, so this is the first time they've yeah. done it in, in two years that's awesome yeah so such good energy such
0: yeah. good energy i'm i'm curious to know because i'm like are, are you both i feel like jimbo's an extrovert this kind of like a no-brainer perhaps, but or a See, brainer. I, think, I think, no. The okay. You think the, opposite. I think the opposite. Okay. Okay. Now are we, <laughs> are we like, okay. Are we guessing here? What, how, what would you, how would you label? I mean, I labels, shmables, whatever, but would you label yourself an intro, introvert or an extrovert, either of you, or do you compliment each other in that way?
4: I think we're both extroverted. I would say okay. yeah. we're both like, you know, we're out there in the world. We're meeting lots of people. There's a lot of attention and a For lot of, sure. Um, energy that goes out into ter- in terms of being on and meeting people and sharing with people and welcoming people and everything so I think definitely we are extroverts and I think like with any extrovert there is that time to charge up where you kind mm-hmm. of be introverted and mm-hmm. so I that were a combination of the both where you have to sort of relax and stay in and although many times we'd love to be out and go out and party after the shows we have we kind of just go home and get ready to for the next day, the next and day yeah like, it's like
3: because they're you know we're getting picked, picked up chill. early for the flight or the train or and there's you know the five giant bags that need to be repacked and and sorted and the costumes need to be hung up and but you know but we do also yeah. like, last night we did all the jobs and then we went out and strolled yeah. around in the town and talked friends. to all the dolls last night made some new friends yeah i got a bite. you
0: that's awesome because when I see a lot of your stuff on social I'm like holy crap like I don't have the energy (laughs) you know and not only that but even the um uh this the self-confidence that you have Jimbo is like for myself is very inspiring just the self confidence seriously like even mm-hmm. even just when you're when you're not even on stage but you know I saw a video of you on your cruise and you were like you know giving everyone lap dances around the pool and <laughs> in your in your scantily clad bikini but i'm just like come on like I wish I had that confidence you know and then riding around is I think you were Joan Rivers on in someone's yeah. wheelchair like you know yeah. those, it's just the it's a
3: mobility scooter yeah yeah, yeah
0: right like it's just uh, it's just it's not only it, is it entertaining but it's it's inspiring with I, your, co- your confidence and I hear uh, you
3: you know he told me a long time ago and it's really stuck with me he says you know everybody wants to see you do well everybody wants to see you have a good time everybody wants to see you succeed at what you're doing whether you're on the stage or
2: yeah
3: you know, just asking for direct you know we want to see you do well we don't want to see you be small and make you, you don't want to see you be big and, yeah. and <laughs> right and that's that always sticks with me I always think oh yeah this is you know this is how I want to be seen too I want to be seen as, as doing well and confident and you
4: know
2: yeah
3: yeah, and a yeah. lot of it
4: just comes from having fun so also that yeah it's, it's mostly that's the root is just in play and just in having fun and try not to take myself or anything too seriously right and, you know just <laughs> yes. roll with them, be goofy make people laugh yeah and, um mm-hmm. yeah that moment on the cruise i always wanted to do something <laughs> like that like put on a song and emerge and then like dance around yeah so like, Yeah. Kind of <laughs> moment. yeah. And, I felt really fun. You know, I would have loved for some Uh, like fountains to be like timed. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, everyone just started dancing with me like a flash mob.
3: Yes,
4: that was so fun. It was Mm -hmm. funny, and and
3: only I think two or three people asked for a refund. They were yeah. There was a oh come
4: on. (laughs) Yeah,
3: but the children. And, and there was the funny too because my like instagram comments too were like you know this is all hilarious but the children at the pool like it's oh, really i didn't even, s- oh, see, see.
0: I didn't even yeah. notice them no. I was just so focused on you but yeah okay interesting yeah
1: fair enough and that cruise if i'm not i i'm could, I, this is coming out of left foot was that the cruise you won when you were on Drag Race season one
0: yeah
1: yeah that's okay right. Okay, yeah. so Rach, true There true. was a challenge for Jimbo one. Yeah. Challenge Jimbo one. That was the prize they gave. So I, when I
3: yes. put the two together, yeah, I was like, that, Oh yeah, yeah, that's the cruise. <laughs> that was our, our friend Francis and um, oh, Matt, funny and the Barracuda and people events that that put on that cruise. Yeah, and that was Jimbo's prize. And yeah, we were down there with about two hundred bears and queens. It was a bears and queens cruise. Yeah, but about two hundred bears and queens and all these guys that go cruising around the Caribbean every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, that's they, incredible. They, they are still talking about that like, moment to <laughs> this day. That's still- <laughs> Up in my newsfeed here and there where <sighs> Someone shares a picture and they're like I missed this day I want this day back again oh yeah. they'll
0: be talking about it for years I'm sure I'm sure
3: um, uh, yeah. something
0: something that I wrote down because I wanted to ask you because you you mentioned about you know just you're, you're just you want to have fun and that's what you do and but you said you I'm going to quote you Jimbo you said something like art is not meant to be comfortable right so how would what what does that mean
4: well, I think art is just about life and experience, mm-hmm. and life and and experience aren't comfortable. And it's art is about how do we process our experience and how do we share our experience in the world. And mm-hmm. so, clowning is all about embracing the commonality in our human experience and our human condition. And it's about um, sort of having all the feelings and giving space for all of the feelings. And and sharing them and so I love that about clowning it can be dark it can be sad it can be awkward it can be beautiful it can be happy it can be it can be everything and it can be everything one after the next um you know very much like emotions as a child where children can be like laughing all of a sudden they're crying and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden Exhausted and all of a sudden they have energy. And I, I love <laughs> that all of those feelings are accessible to all of us. And that um art is about evoking all those feelings and about different yeah. things, different people. And so um, yeah, art not being comfortable is just really about accepting that art is about life and it's about expression and it's about all sides of being human. And I love that about it. Mm-hmm.
2: That's amazing. Well
1: and in just mm-hmm. in a little bit of a kind of a Coles Notes kind of idea, like how did you end up in clownery and that kind of way of self-expression? Was that from a very early age or from being in drama in high school? Or how did you end up in that community, I guess, is a good way to ask that.
4: Yeah, I, I got into clowning through my clown teacher and director, Britt Small, through a company I work with in, in Victoria called Atomic Vaudeville. Okay. And um, so, yeah, I started my friend Brett, who's also director, sort of saw me as this really creative, funny person and really encouraged me to be on stage. I had like very low self-esteem and very mm-hmm. low uh, confidence. I've been really teased um, pretty heavily throughout mm-hmm. my high school times and really... Um, shamed about the things that I liked and shamed about um, things being too girly or things being too feminine or things being gay. And so um, I was really able to, through theatre, access all those things which I found joy in and was able to relook at how I felt about all those things and take all of that shame and take all of that bad feelings I had around expression and the things I naturally gravitated towards and shift those and to really um, celebrate them and celebrate those things about myself and vaudeville and acting and performance that really gave me that access to understanding um, performance and clowning was the sort of culmination of all of that where I understood my own understanding with performance and clowning and I love improv I love being um, truthful in the moment I'm a procrastinator and I don't like repeating myself so rehearsals (laughs) are rehearsals are not my favorite process that's all of those and repetition and clowning is about throwing out all the rules and do whatever the hell you want in the moment and that's Mm -hmm. really spoke a lot to me and so when I discovered clown and I understood um that as a mode of uh, performance that just really spoke to me and my clown teacher Britt Small gave me some workshops in Lecoq method which is a Canadian um clowning teacher and was Mm. her her, uh, teachers so um she also taught me a little bit of Buffon clowning, which is mm-hmm. Casper and the clowning I did um, on RuPaul's Drag yes. Race. Right, right. And so there's just this incredible history with clowning that goes back, you know, medieval times and even further back into native history. Um, mm. The clown is sort of up there with the priest and with the, this sort of cultural figure and was given this yeah. special pass to look at society and to look at culture and to look at, um, yeah, to look at what was happening in the world and to sort of be a mirror for culture and society to, to look at things and to laugh at things uh, with the sort of hall pass of comedy. Right.
0: That is so well said. Is that kind of like the court gesture? Is that along the same lines of
4: Yeah, that was like the court gesture. Yeah. Like the only person that was really allowed to sort of make fun of the royal family or make fun yeah. of um, mm-hmm. politicians and people with high status. It was it was, you know, that sort of common ground where everyone could look at what was happening and comment uh, through satire and without yeah. being killed in those times for mm-hmm. having a voice like that. Right. Incredible. Incredible. And you
1: mentioned a couple of things in terms of self-esteem, in terms of being bullied, uh, in terms of cis, how you authentically were. And I think everybody can relate to that, uh, especially people that might be different, especially myself being queer and neurodivergent all that stuff. So I get that. I'm very outspoken. Uh, for both of you, though, can you think of any times in your life where you might have lived or continue to live with elements of mental health? And also because Of the generations and the places you might have been brought up what was your sexuality and gender expression um like when you were growing up was it celebrated did you um come out or did you always know how you identified and that's how you were Um, i'm curious to learn
3: a little bit about that as well what about you b uh well yeah growing up i mean i've I've just turned 50 so i came out when i was 19 it was uh, 19. come
0: on man no uh, uh,
3: yeah so but it yeah. was 19, 1989 when i came out so you know the world was much much different um you know mm-hmm. so growing up <clears throat> growing up as kind of an effeminate kid like i mentioned with these little english grannies knitting and crocheting <laughs> and art projects you know it was not celebrated it was you know it was tolerated, mm-hmm. but. Um, not celebrated. Yeah. And when I came out, I remember, you know, I worked at Safeway at the time, this grocery store and, um, the, you know, these older women saying, you know, are you sure? Like, I just, I don't see it. And it was like, it was not, not celebrated in fact, you know, encouraged to hide it. You know, my mom, her initial reaction was like, okay, that's how that is, but I don't want to hear anything about it. And it was just, so yeah, definitely not, um, not how it would be now, you know, where the, where these kids, you know, in, yeah. are are celebrated and, and encouraged to be themselves from such a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So definitely, you know, we lacked a lot of confidence. It took me, I, I think a long yeah. time, you know, that's one of the best things about actually having just turned 50 is I think, you know, it's not hung up on these ideals of, you know, being 25 or being 20 and this, you know, it's like, I, I, people say that, you know, the 50s are the best year yet. And I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause the confidence is here, you know, the, yeah you know know who i am more than ever before yeah. you know i've removed a lot of the duplicity out of my life you know working an engineering job and then working a creative job at gym or right you know, how like the, you know we've recently in the last 2 years you know we expanded the studio at Chinatown so the kids live with us at Chinatown now so not having maintaining separate houses and separate lives and separate right <laughs> so that's that's gone a long way to to my inner peace definitely as you know i'm living a, a pretty much a single a single stream these days
0: yeah.
3: Happy birthday, by the way. Oh, thank you. It was yeah, it was, I, it was, yeah, I didn't. My, my. Unfortunately, yeah. We had caught You know, we went on this tour last fall or late, later last fall, right before Christmas, and the yeah. very last stop in Vancouver, we got COVID, and yeah. so we were oh. for COVID for Christmas and for my birthday, and yeah. yeah, it was a real bummer. You know, we were oh, like, oh no. You know, we, look at how we were through mexico we were in florida Wow. we were in memphis we were in arkansas we were in calgary and then like that very last last show got uh, it got it yeah was oh, it sorry well.
0: was it in vancouver that you got it
3: too mm, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah right like right <laughs> that right before we came home from we're that at the tour. End. Wow. oh my That's, gosh that sucks That's uh, not the best timing. uh, Of course, it's always that, you know, you're in that green room and, you know, you hear that person coughing and they're like, my roommate's not feeling well, but, but they've tested negative for COVID. It's like, but you're still sick. Like, it's like,
0: oh, Oh, boy. Oh my gosh. And on to you, Jerbo. (laughs) Yeah,
2: well, for me,
4: I would say, um, yeah, growing up, I definitely didn't have a lot of positive gay role models and Mm -hmm. You know, in media and in my life, there was just not a lot of them. I, my my mom had a few gay friends through AA. Um, my mom was a recovered alcoholic. Now, mm-hmm. or I think actually her birthday is today. We have to call. her. <gasps> I think it's her. Yeah, she's like sober. No, it's for, May.
3: It's May. Oh no, it's in May. It's March. It's yeah. May.
4: No, but she's like over thirty years sober, and wow. Um, yeah. So she yeah has had some gay That's friends. Crazy. She's always been really sex positive and, you know, she had some gay friends and she's like, do you think you're gay like Todd or whatever? I'm like, no mom or whatever. (laughs) 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 And, and then my dad gave us some really weird sex talk about gays and AIDS and, you know, how unhealthy it is to be gay. And I have to make a choice like he Mm -hmm. made very weird veiled, confusing conversation that, um, We never really resolved, but Mm -hmm. it was all, um, yeah, not a lot of sex positivity around gayness. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really understand my own sexuality, um, for a long time. And it wasn't until I fell in love with, um, Hank, my, the Mm -hmm. partner I moved out west or that was when I really understood um, that I was gay and understood those feelings. And prior to that, I had some really amazing girlfriends and some beautiful mm. connections with some incredible women that I still am friends with. And um, mm. at that time, I just really didn't understand who I was and I didn't really understand love. And um, it kind of all clicked. Once I fell in love, I was like, Oh, okay, I understand now what's up. And I understand these feelings and, I understand um yeah it just all made sense and so I came out when I was about 25 and um, my community and everyone just kind of was like okay like a lot of people said that they had already known and that um they had a feeling and most most everyone just said okay well that's how it is and great so I didn't really encounter a lot of um negativity or weirdness or anything like that it was mostly mostly a lot of support and people were saying like you know glad that you feel comfortable enough to be who you are and a lot of that came because my dad was quite abusive and overbearing and Mm. did not want us to be gay and so it was Mm. i was free of him that i was able to um live my life yeah
0: that's you know it's so interesting it's almost like because i think jimbo you and i are around the same age 25 no just kidding just kidding 25
4: uh i'm 39 i just turned 39 yeah that's
0: my same age yeah so i just feel like we we all of us kind of like almost just skipped that we're just before the generation where it's like you're out in high school yes awesome like let's you know because one of my best friends in high school was gay and i kind of didn't really i kind of had an inkling but i was almost. Feeling the need to like, um, uh, to support him to saying that he wasn't gay against bullies, but I knew he was. Like, it was just such a such a fucked up time, really. But you know, these lucky, hopefully, these kids, like you know, yeah. your your kids at their age, that they're,
3: yeah, it's it's really interesting, yeah, because kids yeah, you you are so woke now, yeah, they're so yeah. Woke yeah, yeah. In, in terms of like you know bu- like with bullying too you know watching mm-hmm. them come up you know there there's very low tolerance for bullying you know like we cracked a joke about some friend's name once and they were my daughter was horrified she said poppy you can't speak like that you can't do that and I was like okay i huh. was well, trying to be funny and she's like no like that's not funny and it was like oh okay like wow <laughs> very very low tolerance for for that kind of thing and and then they're open to it too because they are growing up yeah. with you know, Cassandra having two dads or, you know, Zach yeah. having two moms and that's, that's a lot more normalized, I think, in, in the system.
2: It is. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, before, cause we are, we ra- want to wrap and respect your time and everything. Brady, you also have some things that you're working on as well in your own brand and your own career. And I would love to hear
3: a little bit more about those things and, uh, know how those things are going for you and what's coming oh up God, it's, too. It's ever-changing thing for me for sure is i try to find my my footing in an all um, not just being the man behind the clown and right. just my giant barbie and trotting her all around um <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no we're working Jim and i are working together on you know the, the house of Jimbo, the merch and yeah. mostly uh, mostly take care of that and the stuff and um we've been working on a clothing line uh you may have seen the the print that Jimbo collaborated on cat dirty with where we've done the mm-hmm. bomber jackets and we've just got the track seats have just been delivered this week <gasps> yeah.
2: Oh.
3: Um, yeah and we're steadily working home, away right? yeah they're at home yeah and we're <laughs> working away on um you know developing the merch and uh and getting ready for drag con that's another big thing that's on my plate right now um, yeah, yeah. Who knows how many thousands of, of fans and yeah, that's be so fun yes yeah, so working on the booth design and working on that Right. Um, yeah, I, you know, in terms of uh, the house too, you know, raising the kids and we, I mentioned we expanded the studio, so we're still renovating, you know, parts of that. So I'm working on, on those types of things when I'm home and um, yeah, just generally trying to keep organized and keep on top of everything, <laughs> trying to stay one step ahead of Jumbo, which is very hard, very hard. <laughs> Very very hot. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. And so you also, yeah, my, my thing is is, is I did panic a little bit for a second. There I was like, oh god, micro. You know, but it's like right like now I'm building relationships and meeting people all over the world, and you know, working on content. That's another thing I've been really trying to work on my my video editing and my filming, my cinematography skills. <laughs> Editing and so you know, always trying to find a little moment to capture Jimbo and trying to you know find things that inspire me too. Mm. Like, you know, I kind of yeah. got on this, this thing this week where you know, when you take like 10,000 selfies and your camera roll is like a grid, and I've been kind of like distributing them and kind of taking these little sort of like almost like Warhol esque kind of little portraits, you know, like sixes or cool. not of photos, yes. them and yeah, it was kind of inspired by that. Yeah, one of the Queen's last names, so that's a major surge, you know, and I was like, oh, tell me more. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. So working on my, working on my skills yeah, so we will we'll go. I like to produce, we love to throw events. We produced a 200 person event for Jimbo's birthday last November. That was wow. a special little secret moment when, or special moment when COVID kind of, you know, it was like, Oh, things are looking better. And right before Omicron came, there was that, that little bit of time the
0: window.
3: Of to do. Yeah. We did that party, which was,
0: but this year's going to be extra special blah, 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 blah. next year. Excuse me. Next yeah. year would be extra yeah. special.
3: Yeah, so, no. Yeah, remember. <laughs> yeah. also has just turned fifty too, so we're we're cooking up something. We'll do something. Yeah,
2: right and of course. Every
3: year we have to do something even better than the year before. So that's right. So awesome. Yeah. Right. So like my, my. You know, I don't. It'd be hard to say. You know, I'm like one, one thing or another. I think I wear a lot of, a lot of different hats, and and then that's like I said, mm-hmm. just just constantly evolving and developing, and you know, I'm loving, like I said, meeting all the people too, and I'm, the more connected I get, the more powerful I feel. Be, <laughs> yes. You know, <laughs> I like. I have a good memory too. So I think, oh yeah, yeah. that's the that person that we met when we were in Cardiff at that you know that that nightclub. That's that guy who's a, that photographer and you right know, like, Instagram and get back to that that moment. You know, yeah, yeah,
0: that's fantastic, Jimbo. Do you you need to stretch? I feel
4: like are I'm you my huge <laughs> I'm always like adjusting my
3: back. And- I can tell. Well, we both this little table too. There's only one chair in this hotel and we right? were traveling oh. the train all day. But yeah,
4: I have a you saw in UK versus the world, I have a neck shoulder right. recurring injury thing that I deal with every day. So Ugh. I always kind of like adjusting and moving mm-hmm. my my spine and my shoulders going um but yeah i need i need to start doing yoga I, I'm just we're
0: benching. both yoga teachers yeah. which is why yeah, that's right
3: which is why i was can 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know that's like one of the things we've talked about too is how to um you know factor in that type of thing with the schedule because it's like oh, you know, yeah like it's easy to say oh go to the gym but then you're on the road more than you're not and so how do you totally Totally, uh, or you know, like running, some sort of stretching or something that's a practice that you can keep with you that you're not relying. We'll hook you up. We'll hook you up. We have some resources we can (laughs) share with you. (laughs) Yeah, three five pound tits on. Yeah, yeah, yes. (laughs) That would be quite the
1: workout.
0: (laughs) Oh my god, I could just, I could just imagine because I, I have like nothing up here. I could just imagine wearing yours and just tipping right over like not even for, for seconds I just wouldn't even stand
3: it's, right over. it's also very hard to get close to him when you're you know we're like laughing at selfies yeah. where, you know I'd like to get closer to you and then we sort of end up arranging ourselves and <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you can't get close it's not it's not possible oh my gosh <laughs> so yeah there's social distance okay it.
0: we're gonna let you go because I know you've had a very long day
3: yeah, we're gonna go get some. You guys food go, food.
4: Yeah, yeah. Then rest. Well, nice chatting with you guys, I'm so glad we finally mm-hmm. got to connect.
3: Yeah. really
1: glad, too. very much. And look forward to seeing all the continued success and keeping in touch yeah. with both of you. Thank you so much for making this happen. Thank you so you, so,
0: yeah. so so much. Thank
1: you. Thank you. We'll we'll talk you soon.
0: Bye. Bye. Have a we'll good talk night. To you later.
1: Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye.